We're very thankful today to be joined here on WXAN by Jeff Egbert. He is the owner, editor of the Pinckneyville Press. Jeff, thanks for the time. Hey, not a problem. Thank you for having me on. I saw last uh, Thursday night late that there was a fire in a building most people know as the White Rabbit, and your offices of the Pinckneyville Press are directly adjacent to that building, and so wanted to have you on just to give our listeners an update on what the status of the Pinckneyville Press is. Fair enough. Yeah, we're, we're technically about, oh, I guess maybe a block, block and a half off of the square there on Walnut Street. We're right, luckily right across from the fire station. And, um, yeah, I got the uh, call on Thursday evening that there was a fire next door. And to be honest, I figured the whole block was gone because um, that's kind of how that goes in situations like this. And to the fire department's credit, between the Pinckneyville Fire Department and then their mutual aid from Ducoin, Nashville, and I believe Tamaro, um, I'm sure Pinckneyville Police were involved. I'm sure the Perry County, or Pinckneyville Ambulance Service was there and Perry County Sheriff. And, you know, between everybody's efforts, they were able to get the fire essentially contained to the one building through, I mean, just, unbelievable circumstances i think they were staring at uh 28 below um, with the wind chill and just horrible gusting winds and they they were able to come in and contain it to the one building um by and large now we we have smoke damage we have water damage um you know we'll it, it still remains to be seen from talking to the insurance and everything what the status of our building is going to be um, and I'm sure that the uh, Union Hall that was on the other side of White Rabbit is in the same uh, circumstances we are. How long have you been in that uh, current location, Jeff? We we opened the paper back in 2009, and I want to say moved into that building in either 11 or 12. And obviously, I, I wasn't ready for that question, so I don't have the number in front of me, but it was somewhere along those lines. We used to be right up on the square um, in one of uh, the Hammett family's buildings and then actually bought that building from the city. That was their annex building at the time and moved the paper in right there. Jeff Egbert is with us today from the Pinckneyville Press. Have you heard any reports about what the cause of the fire at the White Rabbit was? Haven't heard anything. Um, Just anecdotally, it looks like it started on the second story. Um, because that's where the bulk of the fire was in the different videos and pictures and things that, you know, either we took for the paper or or I've seen other people, you know, uh, either send to me or post on social media. And that that appears to be the case, but uh, nothing, I haven't been able to glean anything from the fire department or the uh, fire marshal's office yet on any kind of an idea of a cause. I will say, considering they had to come in the next day, and we're actually using a backhoe to pull debris out so they could hit hot spots. I'd say it's going to be pretty hard to come to any kind of definite conclusion just with the fact that, that most of uh, the scene there has been disturbed multiple times now. And you have moved your operations into your office in DuCoin? Yes, we, we had a smaller office in DuCoin. We actually used to run our radio station out of uh, the office there in DuCoin when uh, it was on the air. And it's a situation where we've kind of shoehorned ourselves in over there. But, you know, hopefully uh, if we can get our server and our computers back up and running, 
um, you know, today. We're, we're in the process of working on that. We, you know, should be able to get a paper out this week and hopefully not, not miss too many steps in, uh, you know, getting our paper produced. Did you lose anything in the smoke or water damage in your office in Pinckneyville, like Peter Hard Drives or whatever that uh, wasn't backed up? You know, has it caused you any big problems in terms of that sort of of problem? The we we've pulled we've pulled a, a good amount of the computers out of the building that we felt we were able to be safe and you know, get to with, without too much danger. I will say if, if anybody looks at the building, we've got a big two story piece of the white rabbit. That's just kind of dangling in the air, um, you know, over our building or over the pile of rubble and a lot, I guess it just remains to be seen which direction that's going to fall. But, um, you know, it was a little precarious getting in there on Friday and getting some things out. But, uh, you know, I, I, I will say my staff stepped up and you know brought their vehicles and we just basically you know loaded everything up and then uh, paraded you know over to new coin and got everything unloaded and you know it uh i i'm blessed to have a good group of people that work there at the paper jeff uh, aside from the fire generally speaking how are things with the pinckneyville press what's the uh what's the status the, uh, you know, the paper is going well. Um, we always need more subscribers. We always need more advertisers. You know what it's like, Will, on local radio. It's the same same kind of thing there. Um, we always need more revenue coming in. You know, we're a week away or less from another payroll increase here in Illinois. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize what that actually has done to small businesses um, there was a time between my two companies here in Pinkneyville that I've got uh, newspapers over in Franklin County, the Franklin County Gazette, and the uh, McLeansboro Gazette over in Hamilton County. And between those and the radio station at one point, my payroll, I think last year, was up probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $48,000 a year. And that's all based on keeping all of my employees above minimum wage. So it's not just the people at minimum wage being raised. It's you, you have to keep the rest of your staff above that. Or all of a sudden they're wondering, well, why am I covering this? Or why am I, you know, working these kind of odd shifts when, you know, I could just be working at a convenience store or, or wherever making the same money. And, you know, that's, that's the little kind of hidden backstory of what the minimum wage increase has done here in Illinois. Yeah, that's a that's a topic that has broad impact across a lot of areas of the economy because when you talk about a business your size, then of course think about a business who employs 500 people and they're thinking about expanding. Well, are Absolutely. they going to are they going to expand in Illinois or are they going to expand in Indiana? And so, you know, these are the challenges that uh employers face in a state like Illinois that seems to covet union jobs, and I don't have anything against unions, but does not seem to hold the same respect for the, um, you know, more private sector, small business owner. Yeah, and and we're all hurting. Everybody, you know, that's in a Main Street location like that is is hurting and needs the support of the community. 
you know, come call us up today, buy a subscription. Um, we, we're, we're, everybody talks, you know, something that's come up recently, you know, has been this thing called crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. And everybody talks about that. That's what newspapers have been doing. You know, we've been doing that as the OG for quite a while now. That's how we fund ourselves is we crowdsource in our community. And that, you know, pays for us to go cover events and go cover sports and cheerleading competitions and things happening, you know, with the school or the VFW or the Legion Hall. And, you know, you may think, oh, well, you know, what, what does my subscription really matter? It, it matters. It really does matter. Yeah, it absolutely does. And it helps keep the media marketplace more diversified and less corporatized. And that's, a good, thing. that's a good thing as well. Uh, Jeff Egbert is with us today from the Pinckneyville Press. Uh, do you predict that you'll move back into the offices that you uh, had damaged by the recent fire? Um, I don't know. Um, a lot of it depends. There's two big factors right now that I'm looking at, and this is just me as, as a layman. You know, I'm not a construction guy. I'm not an engineer. But uh, there, there was a lot of heat on that north wall that we shared with the White Rabbit. And additionally, right now, we have a lot of frozen water um, from, you know, the, the Fireman's Valiant effort putting out the fire. But we have, uh, you know, several inches of ice on our building. And as that starts to uh, melt, I think we're really going to see, you know, secondary damage, um, you know, from the roof and the ceiling and everything. And I guess it's just kind of a wait and see. Well, that's a very honest answer. Nothing else that you can do. But, of course, we are supposed to see temperatures around uh, 58 degrees by this coming Thursday. So the melt will come quick and... uh, We'll see what comes of it. Jeff, anything else you want to mention before we let you go today? I do want to throw out, um, and, and I'm, if I leave anybody out, I apologize, but the the city of Pinckneyville, through Carrie Gillum, the economic development coordinator and the mayor, um, reached out and, and offered us some temporary like emergency space to work in. We had the same thing from the community center with Rhonda Schubert there in town. Um, the, the high school, Tony Wilson reached out to us and offered us, you know, a temporary space to work in, as well as the, uh, city of DuCoin reached out, you know, Guy Alonji about giving us help. So we, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of folks reach out to us. They want to know how they can help. And really the, the best thing I can say is, at least for us is buy a subscription. If you have an event, advertise it with us. Um, you know, you, you, I don't think people understand what's going to happen if the newspaper ever isn't here. Um, you know, we, we go to the meetings. We ask hard questions. Will you know you're an elected official? You know how that works. And um, it, we're definitely something you want in the community as opposed to something you don't. For, for those reasons, um, you know, not to mention all the, you know, coverage of the students and the schools and the sports and everything else that we do. Well, the work that you and papers like the Pinckneyville Press do to cover local government uh, saves millions of dollars a year that isn't otherwise uh, swept under the rug or misappropriated or whatever. And that's not taking a shot at any particular local government, but it's the nature of people. 
and you need those watchdogs and you need those people who are just there as a presence uh, to keep people honest. And so I can't, um, I mean, I cannot echo what you just said enough because I, I think it's true. It's sort of odd with me wearing both hats as mayor of Murfreesboro and having my journalism degree. Uh, so maybe, but maybe that just makes me have a better appreciation of it than anybody else can have. I, I would say that's probably accurate. So in any case, well, Jeff, thank you so much for the time. We wish you all the best. And again, uh, visit the website today, the Pinckneyville Press. Check them out if you have something upcoming. Advertise with them by a subscription today. Jeff, thanks for the time. Hey, Will, thank you. And my love to uh, Molly and the kids. I hope you guys had a great Christmas and a happy new year.